Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. You know, Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the brave new world, the millennial lifestyle, and beyond. Hip-hop, R&B, AI hip-hop, AI R&B, <gasps> computers, Putin. <laughs> Real Drake singles, fake Drake singles. Who can say? Tales from the Crypt. Okay, I'm, d- I'm done with the intro. Yeah. Are so, you, are you, <laughs> no, I think that you should keep spinning this yarn, you know. But yes, we're going to talk about, um, you know, we're going to talk about the... The good new Drake, the, the 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 good new Drake single that was gazumped by the fake Drake single, just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, not you, about that video where you was wearing that. What was it? Was he in the when the in, in the St. Louis jersey talk about how he's been losing like mad money on all the sports bets he's been making? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, no, we're not talking about that video. We're talking about something else, something more important. Uh Humanity stands at this crossroads and there are two doors, right? I like to think of the the real Drake single and the fake Drake single, you know, red pill, blue pill, door number one, door number two. Which which door do you want to open first in this conversation? Um, let's. Well, I mean, like, listen, are we doing like what in what context? Like, which is the red pill? You know, well, are you really the... trying to, to, to present me with like 
this actual it's just like that, an actual like, dilemma here with, without giving me enough information. No, like, I just mean that like we should probably bifurcate the conversation. This about, window is not brick, you know. I can uh, get out of here about search and rescue, right? Because like that's the right. actual proper, you know, Drake released a song and. I would say it's pretty, good. pretty good. Yeah, right? Like it's pretty good. You know, it's it's uh, it's it is good like, late career Drake song. Good late career Drake song and that you hated it when you first heard it and thought that it was stupid and then you were like, "Hold on, is that Kim K in the in the in the co- in the in the album art tile?" And then you were like, "All right, I'm suddenly it's listen 7 and you know, oh, okay. This kind of makes sense." And now you probably ran to it once or twice. It's been out for, you know, like a week or two. One of those kind of slow motion marvels that he's just like, you know, kind of tossing up like, you know, hook shots from half court at this point. Yeah, it's like the best Drake songs I feel like at this point in his career are catchy in a way that's not too desperate to be. And that's the thing. It's like you first hear Search and Rescue and you're like, this is low effort. But then you're just sort of like, you tease it apart for a bit it melts in your mouth like a good short rib, you know? And you're like, oh, actually, no, no, this is this is meticulously braised. You know what I mean? There's something about, it just falls apart in this good way. Um, that's kind of the best you can hope for from this era of Drake, because I think, I don't know, I think sometimes Drake gets caught between stuff like Search and Rescue and stuff where it almost feels like he's doing the, as much as I like way too sexy, he's doing stuff like that where it's too sweaty. You know, you're just like, this is way too fucking sweaty. <laughs> um, I forget where, uh, where did we as a society and also as a podcast end up on CLB? Certified Lord of, uh, sorry, Certified Lover Boy. I think that we liked it. We yeah, thought I that still it was, like it. Yeah. it came out in conjunction with, uh, you know, Kanye seizes the oh, Atlanta right. Mercedes Benz Superdome, the album. <laughs> no, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I know it was hot and musty up under that mask, man. That gets hot in the in the in the dome in the summertime. Anyway, yes, that came out in conjunction, or like, you know, not too soon after or before. Right. Um, the Kanye album. And it was just like, well, one, it was just more fun by default. You know, because it was fun divorce dad energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, like, like way too sexy is like, is kind of, is is the sort of Drake song that you love to hate. You know, like, it's yeah, laugh right? to yourself good, yes. you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I always thought that about, I think it's on views that if you ever got listeners, like listeners who really have to like close their eyes and reminisce about how much hype views had behind it when it came out. And you have no idea how hard I fucking laughed in my room for days when you, the first song on that album is this like fake Bond this theme. Big this mafioso big ass, number. Oh. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? I please cast your mind back to, you know, Drake sitting atop the CN Tower in a mink, you know? Uh snowbanks and Rolls Royce phantoms bursting through them. And, you know, Drake stepping out of the back in a turtleneck with a cane corso. 
Affleck type, you know, mm-hmm. album rollout. Yeah. Like Hype Williams type shit. He opened that shit with some Hype Williams type shit, but crossed with like, like they Sam don't let Smith. people do the helicopters to the yachts and the music videos anymore <laughs> like that, man. Like it's, it's just like, what is this shit? Uh, like, like he's like, it's like, oh wow, he's really got money to 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 live this fantasy. And yeah. like, but then you go back to keep the family close, and it's like it starts to sound like exactly the time in which it was made. And it's also like, man, this is this is I remember where I was. Yeah. And it's like, and again, to your point about loving to hate, it's like, even if you can be like, wow, zero stars, right? It's like a song that's fun to dislike. (laughs) You know, it's like, I've had immense joy disliking that song and being like, how did this get made? I would love to report a 10,000 word oral history. And trust me, we're not in, we're like, we're not in denial about this being the same thing as liking the song. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We know what what time it is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Um, But yeah, it's like CLB, I don't know. I like CLB and yeah, I think you're right. It sort of has like goofier Drake vibes and I don't know, like search and rescue feels like a straight down the middle. Like, I don't know. Drake has just had like a weird past year, right? Where he's, I guess he's had a weird time since CLB and honestly, never mind. And then the tape with Savage, right? Like it's just, it's, it's been like, the The Savage shit was good, but it, he still feels kind of like destabilized to me, Drake. Like, it's is that like, fair? well, I mean, like if you allow for the narrative that honestly, Nevermind was the album that he wanted to like as his passion project, yeah. and people like ragged on it so heavily that like he came out with a mixtape of the stuff that they wanted, you know, not too long after. Yeah, uh, do um, do we buy that though? I mean, I like no. I think that, like, you I don't know, think that's how Drake plans uh, his vacations. I, I think that the idea is, you know, that you know Drake can start hating money at any time, which yeah. is like I think impossible. But like the sure, like if you kind of are talking about a person who, I mean, like, what else is like? What else? What other story is there to tell than like, man, I just, I just want to rock. <laughs> Which is what honestly Nevermind was. Yeah. Um, like this sort of mindless, lilting uh trap lilting uh pop song is the kind of thing that he is, you know, singular at. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Um I feel like However, like how how long ago did Search and Rescue come out? Like a couple weeks ago. Couple weeks, and then like not long into its life cycle, it kind of got stepped on by what lurks behind door number two, and that is the fake Drake song. <laughs> that is heart on my sleeve. Well, at this point, it's that song, and it's a bunch of songs by Robot. Drake and by robot insert favorite rappers Kanye, Pac, Biggie, whatever. Um, Michael, what do we think about Heart on My Sleeve by Not Drake and Not The Weeknd, produced by Not Metro Boomin? 
Um, <laughs> like, it's like it is not too much different to me than those. Uh, it's there's a genre of there was like a genre of video TikTok like of um sub thousand play streaming artist makes little baby song like you know it's very easy to like be like oh yeah like you know I could this is what a like you know this is what a Trinidad James song sounds like and I could do I could do what Chief Keef does and yeah. etc. Um this is no different to me. Um, I think it's just sort of like the presentation is slightly different. It sounds, I think that the, like if you have like the, the finished product of one of those videos that arrives before you see like the, the, the face of the kid making it and, you know, instantly having some assumptions about what they're about, Yeah, <laughs> you know, what they could be using their time to be yeah. doing instead of like tearing down like such and such artists, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, you might be, oh, whoa, hold on. What is this? But the, 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 like the sensation to me was that of, you know, like you hear like a wall reverberating because a sound, like a song is being played super loudly inside and the doors are closed mm -hmm. and you know what the beat sounds like and you're just kind of like huh okay what is I this and you, and you yeah. keep and you keep inching closer and then you're disappointed when you stick your head in yeah. and then you just keep walking down the street that's how i feel about this other that's ai drake song <laughs> that's vivid that's good that's really good actually yeah <laughs> yes that experience that feeling wind um yeah i don't know there's i will say heart on my sleeve currently suppressed uh, by the by, the big media corporations, <laughs> Universal Music Group doesn't want you to hear "Heart on My Sleeve." <laughs> they don't want you to hear "Truth, Brother." <laughs> You're an intellectual dumbass. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> listen. Yes, it, it has been difficult to find "Heart on My Sleeve" in the in the you know in in recent times since it has been removed from basically scrubbed from every platform, but keeps you know, getting re-upped by this and that person on YouTube. Um, it kind of feels like, I think what I said to me, I said to you off air, uh, that, that like a portal was open that probably should have stayed closed with this one. Yeah, I think, um, it's, I think especially because to your point about it popping back up, it's like, to me, it hasn't even been that. It's like, there's some times when something will happen online and it'll get taken down and it'll, it'll pop back up somewhere. Right. And then it'll, you'll realize that like two days later and then that'll get taken down a couple of days later. But this song, when this song started popping up on YouTube and like UMG was playing whack-a-mole dog, like there was a whole day I spent cause I ended up writing about it where I was just like, this is some fucking, this is like all of Paul Dano's henchmen in the Batman where it's just like, Nah, dog. This is this. This song belongs to the streets now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like it would pop up every five seconds. Like there's no way that UMG could keep keep pace with I, you that. Know, like, like the whole I, day, like, I was listening to like a hundred different copies on a hundred different links. But of that I song. like. I think that this is like you know kind of a pocket experience <laughs> because 
I mean, like how many, like, I feel like we were just talking about this last week about like stuff that was like, how could anyone deny this? How could anyone keep this back from the world? (laughs) And, you know, it's just like, it's sit on my mink, you know, like, and, you know, however many years later, it's still just a song on YouTube. Now you can play it. at any, you know, like whatever party you show up to at, but like, you know, your phone is going to lock and the song is going to pause, you know? (laughs) Like, it's not as if, (laughs) it's not as if this is a cresting wave over our heads, but it still feels like, you know, wow, it's a talking point now. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta look at it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also that like, I don't know, as a podcast that opens talking about millennial this, millennial that, right? It's just like, I remember fucking in fucking elementary school where you had the garbage, those old Macs with fucking text speech. And like, I don't know. It's like, I remember a time when like all of my conceptions of what AI was, right? Were, it was like, what, Skynet and fucking, you know, how, right? And (laughs) everything, even the most sort of menacing AI shit you could conceive of, kind of talked in that really clunky robot voice and seemed kind of contrived and just totally swaggerless, right? And... And so I do think, yeah, I, I did feel this sense of like, like you said, a portal has been open, right? Listening to like something successfully, I'm not saying perfectly, right? But successfully yeah, yeah, I, impersonate Drake. That's I just, wild to me. <laughs> like, I understand like just that, ev- like the that everyone's vision of AI was like authored by Ridley Scott and like the impending doom of of you know whichever Skynet and we're giving up conveniences and we've lost the recipes to survive in the wilderness and gave all that power to robots etc. But really, like we are still in like the completely meat circle phase of like AI, <laughs> by which I mean like you know most of what you hear is people feeding however many publicly available recipes there are for um, a three-course dinner into an AI generator and it spits out a list of, you know, like a viable menu that still sounds like nonsense. It says swamp beef and cheese. I know you've seen like this list (laughs) of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Crockpot cold water. Yeah, like, I, there's, because I mean, if you go one song down that list of like AI Drake songs that came out, it's ass for real. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like, not even, yeah. not even close to passable. Now, the monkey still pounded out Shakespeare in this instance, but it still like has the feel of like being AI generated. You know, I think that like there's also people posting pictures of the mashup AI museum thing of like they take this work and that work or, you know, the completely AI generated span of uh, anime that like was produced like it was like a 90 second reel that looked really expensive, but made no sense. You know, there's this is like the stuff that you're getting now. Um, now I don't also doubt that like, you know, 
Drake might also be like Joe Russo and want to use AI for engineering his storytelling on his next album. Maybe he's going to use AI to get the approximations of, you know, his next uh, 75 second album skit, you know, that leads off, you know, the next thing, you know? Yeah, it's like, that's, I was articulating this to, to Micah listeners before taping, but it's sort of like, it's not about, at least for now, right? It's not really about the idea of AI replacing Drake. It's kind of more about the idea of AI replacing Quentin Miller, right? It's sort of like that, right? Like, you still need Drake, right? You still need the, the boy. You still need the boy to, like, <laughs> you do, still need the do sprinkle the Salt Bay stuff that makes a Drake song a Drake song. But sort of, instead, you know what I mean? You can kind of imagine, like, I sometimes, when I use ChatGPT, right, like, I do kind of use it in this writing assistant capacity sometimes because it frankly is just, like, a lot easier to use at this point than sort of a conventional search engine for certain questions I have about some shit or like, hey, spit out this list of something, right? Like, there are definitely ways I find AI helpful in this totally supplementary role. But kind of to your point about it still spits out garbage nine times out of 10 and maybe even 99 times out of 100. It's like, I at least think maybe this is in addition to your point about being in the meat phase, right? It's also in this phase where maybe the most interesting thing you could do with it is make a subgenre. You know, it's kind of like in the hyper pop phase, right? Where it's like a bunch of people, a bunch of producers slash programmers are going to tinker around with it and do some genre noodling. And it's going to be kind of a meme and kind of a serious, like electronic music endeavor of some fort of some sort, you know, taking some form. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's like, I feel like I'm in this space of simultaneously being impressed with the rate of the improvement of this kind of technology, but also still not being able to wrap my head around like, what is the peak capacity of this? And is it, is it good or bad? Right? Like, and I also don't know how to think about whether there are value judgments in it, right? Like, I think there's something implied by the song that everyone's talking about being a Drake song, right? And there being this implied sense of, like, that's how garbage Drake is, that a robot could impersonate him, you know? Like, do you... Do you... I don't I, I don't know how to tackle that, right? Because I had this thought when I first heard that song of, like, yo, call me when, when the fucking robot can make a Prince song. You know what I mean? Like, I did have that sense of, like, not to be condescending to Drake, but there is a kind of I think that formulaic. the impetus of I think that like that's exactly like I was describing before that like a lot of this seems to target hip hop specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't really like I mean like I don't know what to feel about I don't know how to feel about it other than offended but it's yeah. like I, I don't know where specifically that like that feeling of being offended is coming from other than like you know 
have we made an attempt at like trying to make a like a Prince or, or like a Bob Dylan song or some yeah. shit? Like, you know, like why don't we, you know, make a Paul McCartney song with that? Or yeah. whatever, or even know? Taylor. Like, go make, make some one Taylor of, yeah, songs. Go, go make like... a Taylor record, or like you know, or, or a Boy Genius one. Like, it's just like it's always a it's always a Drake record, or a Lil Baby record, or you know, or you know, Lil Dark, or look how easy it is to do what Young Thug does, or you know what I mean. I like yeah. and. I think that like as like as a rap aficionado and being able to immediately tell like once I actually start listening to what the AI Drake record is versus like a another Drake like a a Drake record that I know is mid right next to it. Yeah. Is still better than the AI song. Yeah. To for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like because there are all the finer differences in it. Like, I don't know why it's specifically being used for this. Why it, you know, like these, like people seem to think that rap is so formulaic as to be whatever. But that's also a question that has roots deeper than, deeper and older, much older than this conversation that we're having right now. For sure. And I do think to your point, yeah, there's a way that listening to certainly the non hard on my sleeve records and even heart on my sleeve it does kind of throw into relief the stuff that drake is uniquely good at you know and that the robot isn't you know and so it's kind of reassuring like there's a there's a flip side of it that is reassuring right when you listen to and also i'd say the same kind of about the weekend part on heart on my sleeve where it's just like it's actually like uh Alyssa, our colleague Alyssa, pointed this out to me that like listen to to how the ai goes for the high notes and it it, Alyssa was like yeah, no, the actual weekend is like way more confident. <laughs> he goes for like those little sort of, you know what I mean? Like those light high notes, you know? And it's like, yeah, there is a sense of you can you can sort of call like post trap hip hop like over processed all you want, but there is a sense of performance and a, a sense of like idiosyncrasy that like Drake or The Weeknd or even, certainly fucking Young Thug bring to music. But you're, but it is this like it does feel uncomfortable. It feels like it's going to get uncomfortable really quickly, especially once more people start doing, you know, let's fucking make an AI Bob Dylan song or you know, a Boy Genius record. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's like part of me does for myself trying to resist what you call the doom scrolling thing because I want to think like. I want to be naive. I don't want to just assume that the endpoint is Skynet. What if the endpoint is fucking cool or like is mostly harmless? You know what I mean? I want the right to be naive about this until proven otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I mean <clears throat> I mean all that said, I like I also don't think it's a huge deal if I get duped by a photo of like you know the Pope in a puffer coat. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, like he would hold that coat over. Yeah, like it's just kind of like oh you're like and and similarly it didn't change my day at all when I saw it. You know, yeah. like it's like it's I think. Like I'm such like I'm such an aesthete that like like or like I have such a like I like I am so like I love beautiful things so much that like I'm like it's just like you know I 
am pretty discerning when it comes to that's, you know, like that's some fake shit. And when it, when I get, when it's like, you know, when somebody gets one by me, I'm not mm. like, you know, I don't, fe- I don't take it as a personal affront or think that it's the end of the world. Like, it's just because it's still like once you do the double take, it's like, oh, wait, this is uh, this is what it is. Time to go back to what I was doing. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Um, well, yeah, it's also I think, though, that distinction of like attitude about it and outlook about it is is kind of how I think I feel like a lot of that is contingent on how good you are at kind of like being offline you know because I, th- I feel like people who do just live on the internet especially i think younger people right like if you just live on the internet like i don't know it it would be hard for me to really put myself in the shoes of somebody who's like let's say fucking 10 now right and it's like oh the internet they're gonna grow up on is gonna be an Jay-Z, internet where you know rap that ice spice verse like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know like, what I mean? I mean, it's, to your point about yeah. discernment, though, right? It's like on, on, the, on the one hand, you on all the terms you just laid out, right? Because you it, it feels like you could either be more discerning than that 10 year old will grow up to be or less discerning, right? Like, I don't know where exactly. they expect that the 10 year old is going to grow up. And because they grow up in this era where nothing is real and everything is fake kind of until proven, proven otherwise makes them more discerning or just makes it so that they don't have that sort of discernment that you have, you know? I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, well, I I think I choose to believe that, like, they're just going to be media literate earlier than any of us were. Like, Hmm. um, because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I mean when you first heard uh, that like the running edit, like the mashup with yeah. both Tupac and, and Biggie Eminem. and yeah. Eminem rapping on it. Yeah. Did you think that they were all alive at the same time? Like, or that like, you know, did you, ha- did you think about it or thought. whatever? I you did know think I mean? about it for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause like there was definitely, cause I mean, like we all listen, we yeah. like burn the absolutely. hell out of that song. Yeah, like on every <laughs> CD you could. Yeah. Like, you know, but, I don't think that that warped my understanding of my eventual understanding of like yeah. hip hop right. as it happened, you know? Right. Like you I, knew you were listening to something fake. When I you knew heard. I was listening to something fake, but I was just like, mm, this fake thing sounds pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and I think that that's also, there's also room for that. Like, um, at, like there is, probably an element of like you know the the i think that we a couple years back we were having like the slowed and reverb discussion of like you know this is like this is i know that there is a genre of music that does this already and did it and that there's a whole history about like the way that music moved around in an entire region behind it yeah and how like you know music is distributed today was influenced by it but, you know, like this little slow to reverb edited of this weekend song is actually pretty good. You know, yeah. I might put it on while I'm cooking. You know what I mean? Like there is, <laughs> a, it's, there is, I think, room for all of that. Yeah. And I think that probably because I like believe in my own ability to do that, I think I believe in a 10 year old's ability to be discerning about it just because of like, you know, 
he probably will have been on the internet way longer (laughs) than I was at that point, you know? And to take your your example with running, right? It's like not... I mean, if you take all the other posthumous Tupac stuff, right? It's not like the, the sort of popularity of that stuff when we were younger was anchored in some sort of misapprehension of its of its authenticity or its providence, right? Like you knew you were listening to some fucking posthumous bootleg, right? Yeah, I mean, but was- also <laughs> like there was, I mean, it wasn't just you also. Like right. there was like, every, like you have, it's not just the, like the 10 year old in a vacuum having yeah, to figure right. this out. Of the it. Like there's, right. there's, <laughs> there's people like, I assume that there's people around being like, you know, like it's, you know, He's like dead. we're going to, we'll put this on, <laughs> we'll put this on, you know, mom or daddy's playlist in the car. But like, I just gotta, I'm going to tell you, you know, that this is, that there's actually somebody that makes us, I got to imagine, yeah, you know, that, you know, parents, somebody in that kid's life is pedantic enough to explain to them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's that, true. you know what I mean? Like, they'll get the context somewhere. Yeah. For I sure. gotta believe that. But that, all of that, I think, is in service of the point that I don't think a robot is putting Drake out of a job anytime soon. Because I think, as, as convincing or not as hard on my sleeve is, right? It's, I mean, just it's not as good as search and rescue, right? Like that that's kind of really the main thing, right? Is that we have a new Drake single out in the world and we have a fake Drake single out in the world. And as much as people want to get the jokes off about sort of like, you know, how convincing the fake Drake thing is, it's like, yeah, it's not really though. Like I'm I'm not I, like I played fucking hard on my sleeve a hundred times out of morbid fascination. <laughs> I've listened to Search and Rescue as much as I have because it's a it's an actually kind of catchy Drake song. You know what I mean? Like they're still different in kind. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. I like I I still don't know that like I, like I just can't imagine that this AI song is is cross is making like the crossover into real life, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like because, uh, I mean, I know that you've been to a place where a DJ, like, as a joke, has dropped, like, a beam song in yeah, the set. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, everybody loves it, but it came from a really, like, it came from a real organic place. Somebody, like, you know, mashed the shit up and made a song out of, like, these disparate sounds. And it's actually its own form of song making. Like, you know, the greens, potatoes, yams thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like... And I just don't imagine this being received in the same way. You know, yeah. like, I think that everybody has, like, a, like I, I want to believe that everybody has, like, a dubious, like, is approaching it dubiously, like, you know, wait a minute, what is this? You know? And that's your response to it every time. It's sort of like the Uncanny Valley thing of, like, you know, a dude that played Governor Tarkin has been dead for yeah. you know, 20 years. <laughs> and yeah, you, uh, yeah. It doesn't help that, you know, like, it doesn't help that you only see him in a reflection in the glass. It yeah. doesn't ease the fe- the queasy feelings in your stomach. I, say, I feel like right. the same thing with, like, you know, hard on my sleeve. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like we solved this, this existential angst, at least for now, right? Like, yeah, for now. Um, yeah, we have stemmed, stemmed the tide with, with, a, uh, with, a, with a frayed aux cord. 
Wait, I will say I didn't listen to any of the young thug AI. So is any of it convincing? Oh no, I, no, 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 no. I like that wasn't. I didn't like you oh, know. Okay. I, okay. Okay. I was. I just said that one because okay. I was wrong. I, you know how it is when I start to preach. But the thing that. is, I, I don't want to hear like, an AI strategy. It was. <laughs> I think it was an AI future record, and I think okay. I was as upset about that. Like mm-hmm. listeners. And you, you know, knowing how we both feel about future, that's come on, you know what I mean? Just like manners, manners, manners people, like, you know, have some respect, you people doing this, yeah. these AI things. You hackers, you coders. Um, yeah, I think, okay, I think that we, we resolved the future of AI and hip hop and <laughs> other music. I think that's all we got this week. <laughs> Listeners, Listeners, this week, I'm going to especially ask that, I mean, email us with questions, email us with anything, but also email us your favorite AI music, your favorite AI. Oh, my God. And it doesn't have to just be like, I actually am curious about this. No, shit. no, 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 no. Like, no not just don't email us AI, AI music. I mean, like AI thing. For AI, you, like it's, yeah, go ahead. Sure. AI yeah. thing. You know, because yeah. if it's AI music and you and like I and we get like oh, you know yeah, a bunch of AI is. rap songs yeah. in the in the box, like I'm gonna upset. be upset. That's fair. Like yeah. so, just you know, and AI it has to be interesting if you can email it. Don't just some bullshit you saw on Twitter just not like. Come on, now. put some effort into it. I mean, some stuff that made you like think you about think? the Turing test. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, exactly, exactly. That Neil Stevenson shit. Just get it in there if it's actually sort of, you know what I mean? Like, put it in the email, bro. Soundonlypod at gmail.com. Uh, that's all we got this week. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out, as always, to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see y'all next week. Let's go.